What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Neg Derp's Nest. I am your host, Chris Pridgen. Uh, as you can see from checking out this podcast from you know Spotify, Apple, wherever it is you decide to hit play from, you notice that I have a new logo for Neg Derp's Nest, which I am super proud of. Um, and the person who designed my new logo is actually my guest today, Miss Morgan Wheatley. Um, before I get on, uh, before we get her on here. Um, just want to get, catch you guys up with what's going on in, uh, in my world. So, uh, as I mentioned last episode, you know, kind of been going through a funk here. You know, haven't had a job for a minute. Uh, but just got the call today uh, that I start orientation on Monday the 20th. So, I'm pretty happy. Someone's looking out for me upstairs. And uh, things are starting to get back to where they need to go. So I got a new logo. I got a new job. Uh, other big news. I'm a huge, huge, huge Rick and Morty fan. Uh, it was just announced that season four of Rick and Morty is coming back in November. So pumped. If you guys have never checked out that show, I highly recommend it. Uh, it is a cartoon. But the writing is absolutely brilliant, and the storylines are just out of this world. Literally out of this world. Um, so definitely check out Rick and Morty if you haven't. This is Us. Fantastic show. Definitely the best show on network television. So it's like Game of Thrones, This Is Us, obviously Game of Thrones on cable, and whatever. Anyways, This Is Us. Fantastic writing. Incredible story. Uh, just got announced that they... Are coming back for three more seasons, uh, so an extension of what they already had. Um, definitely check that out, and make sure you have a box of tissues with you because that show, oh, it's just an emotional roller coaster. I love it. I hate it, and I love it. <laughs> it's such a fucking great show. Um, but Game of Thrones, you know, one of my favorite shows. It's coming to an end this upcoming Sunday, and I'm pretty bummed out. Not just because it's ending, but WWE decided to have their pay-per-view the same night as the Game of Thrones finale. Which, in my opinion, is just poor planning yet again by WWE. But speaking of Game of Thrones, uh, as you may know, with my other podcast, Crap Game, that I co-host with Mr. Mark Therese, we do a Facebook Live podcast recording following every Game of Thrones episode. Um... So, with Sunday, this being the series finale, this is going to be our last Facebook Live event for Game of Thrones. We're going to have other ones in the future, um, but for Game of Thrones, this is going to be the last one. So, if you guys are caught up on Game of Thrones and you want to come talk about it with us, um, after the show, we'll start up a countdown because, you know, it gives us everyone time to go use the restroom, uh, do your thing, and then we'll be starting the show. So... Come check us out on Facebook Live on uh, Crap Games Facebook page right after Game of Thrones series finale on Sunday. Um, but speaking back on other new stuff, um, something new is coming out this year. And as a wrestling fan, as a wrestling fan who has been loyal to WWE for a long time, a lot of it has because of... Frankly, there wasn't much of a choice to do anything else. Now, I'm not knocking WWE because of that. They're an empire for a reason, um, but they've grown complacent. But there's a new kid on the block. AEW, All Elite Wrestling. Um, All Elite Wrestling is owned by Tony Khan. I believe that's his name. He's the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Dustin Rhodes... The American Dream, his son Cody, along with Nick Jackson and Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks they call themselves, uh, they're all the executive vice presidents for AEW. Uh, Cody's wife Brandy is going to be working with them. She's going to be running like the branding. You know, it's funny her name is Brandy, but yeah, she's doing all the branding and she uh, is working on the women's division. They're getting some great, great wrestlers signed. They got Kenny Omega. If you guys don't know who he is, he's one of the best performers in the world right now. And he's going to be on here. Obviously, Cody and the Young Bucks are going to be on here. Uh, Luke Perry, rest in peace. His son, who goes by the name Jungle Boy, is on this roster. Um, and the one name that, honestly, everybody knows, even if you're not even a wrestling fan anymore, 
Mr. Chris Jericho, the Ayatollah of rock and roller. He is going to be a huge part of AEW's success. He's officially on their roster, and I'm excited. Now, they're not on TV yet, but they've kind of been developing storylines on their YouTube channel uh, right now, so they can kind of get the ball in motion already. Um, I'm excited to see a company, a wrestling company, start from day one and see how they do this because uh, Cody has been very vocal on the fact that this is this is not going to be usual WWE programming. This is going to be something different. Uh, something uh, they said along the lines of that wins and losses will actually matter. Which, if you're a wrestling fan of WWE, you know it's kind of like 50-50 booking. You know, not too many people go on very dominant streaks like uh, like Goldberg in the late '90s. Like Asuka, she went on her streak, obviously. Uh, with NXT all the way up until she lost to Charlotte at WrestleMania. But you don't really see wins and losses being a big deal anymore in wrestling. Um, even even times when someone has the championship belt around their waist, they'll lose in a non-title match. Which I get, it sets up future matches. But at the same time, it's like, if this person's a champ, only time they should be losing, if, if the belt's on the line, they should be oh, dominating everywhere. But yeah, AEW... Just signed a contract with Warner Media TNT, uh, which, if you may recall, TNT hosted Monday Night Nitro uh, before they closed their doors at WCW. So this is the first time that they've had wrestling on TNT since the closing of WCW. Um, you know, one thing I I applaud Cody on. Uh, from the from the videos I've watched so far is uh, one thing that bugs me, and I know it definitely bugs my wife. She hates it. She hates when people bash the competitor. You know, you see like all the time in like cell phone commercials, like especially the guy who's with Sprint now, he's with Verizon. It's like they always take jabs at each other. Um, but Cody's been so respectful uh, this whole time when talking about people who still work for WWE. Uh, he could have easily been bashing those people because, frankly, he doesn't have to show them respect. Like, yeah, you shouldn't burn bridges, but he's starting up a new company. He could bash them if he wanted to. Um, but, you know, he, he's been doing a really great job of, you know, keeping a positive image out there in the wrestling world for AEW. Because, you know, you don't want to... You don't want to talk all this smack and you haven't even opened your doors yet. You know what I mean? So... I, I applaud Cody for staying very civil in a lot of his stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm just super happy for this brand new product. And competition is a thing that really makes a product better. The one thing with WWE purchasing WCW and ECW is there wasn't any competition anymore. You know, you can say like Impact Wrestling was competition, but not really. That product was hot garbage. Um, and never was consistent enough to even compete with WWE. Um, so I'm excited to see some guys who never really were looking at getting a chance because they might be under six feet tall and they're under 200 pounds. But just could, like WWE, Vince McMahon, I should say, has this image of what his wrestlers should look like. And not his wrestlers may not be AEW material. And AEW wrestlers aren't WWE material. Um, so it's nice to see uh, this getting started, like I said. And I'm excited to see who else they bring over. You know, you got guys like Dean Ambrose, a.k.a. John Moxley, who's uh, technically a free agent right now. Uh, CM Punk. I don't think he'll ever work for WWE ever again unless, obviously, money talks just because of uh, his past with them. But I could see him signing with AEW. Um, guys like Revival, who just turned down the offer of an extension with WWE, I could see them sign with AEW. They're one of the best tag teams in the world, and because they didn't sign their extension, they're kind of be treating like scrubs right now on Raw. So, uh, let's see where they go. But yeah, a lot of superstars who are eventually going to be free agents could be leaning over to AEW, and yeah, it's it, it's just going to make for better wrestling. Uh, having a competition in a, for a product will always make the product better. So, again, just super excited for that. Um, now, before we get Morgan on here, uh, we are going to take a little quick ad break. So, 
enjoy my beautiful sexy voice and we'll be right back all right and without further ado morgan wheatley all right morgan thank you very much for joining me on neg derp's nest how are you doing today i'm good how are you buddy i know it's living the dream (laughs) so uh real quick before we get into things um as i mentioned earlier morgan here is the one that designed the brand new beautiful logo for neg derp's nest (laughs) so um with that with obviously you are a graphic designer so how did you get into that um so i started out i went to uk for a year um in the first year of my undergrad and I had no idea what I wanted to do. And then I transferred uh, back home to be with you guys truly to be back with my friends. And uh, they have an amazing art school design program at NKU. So I got super lucky by being kind of showed the way Um, I had a intro class to art school and I was just sold. I was a hundred percent sold. Actually my boss, right now he was my first um, design professor and he walked in day one to my first design class and was like if you want a job where you can wear jeans and a t-shirt and a snap back to work every day you need to be a designer so I was sold that's, that's me that's dope <laughs> that's that's the dream right there you get to wear wherever the hell you want to work <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I wear like a snap back to work all the time it's great I, I, so I picked the the career based on the the wardrobe and then everything else just followed suit <laughs> so it was um obviously with graphic design you know you have to be pretty artistic which excludes mm-hmm. me from the group um <laughs> as you know mm-hmm. uh you're so, artistic in other ways yeah just not <laughs> when it just comes not that way yeah um so if it wasn't graphic design obviously you've always been super artistic what other route were you considering taking Honestly, I if I wasn't going to go in graphic design, if I wasn't the worst test taker in the world, I definitely would have gone into psychology and and been a therapist. Gotcha. Um, that would have been that's the only other thing that I could truly ever imagine myself doing. But this way, I at least get to be creative and have an outlet. And um, I'm sure I would have been happy doing that too. But like I said, I'm an awful test taker, so I knew I could. I could never do that. So I went to art school where there are no tests. So <laughs> Yeah, and the great thing is about art is if someone said you did this wrong, it's like, no, you're just looking at it wrong. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. That that makes that a lot easier. Um mm-hmm. so with graphic design, um, what are some goals you have like short term and long term on this route? Um, short term is just honestly uh to keep to keep growing. Uh, I mean short term and long term for me are pretty pretty much the same. Um, when it comes to design, it's the same thing that's cool right now was not cool six months ago, definitely not three years ago. So um, when you're a designer, a graphic designer, you always have to kind of keep your head up to kind of what the industry's doing, what the new thing is. Like right now, Duotone um, is, a, is a huge thing in graphic design, but I'm sure in six months, it's going to be seen as something that's old and needs to be done away with. So um just to probably continue growing and evolving. Um, and then long-term, uh, I'm starting to get into work, uh, into my job right now. I'm starting to branch out into the ideation um, sessions before we even design anything. So that's that can be a client coming to us and saying, uh, I have this really, so for instance, a client came to us this year and was like, we want to name our event stronger, but we don't know what that means. So they gave it to me and they just gave me three days and they said, come up with three concepts of what stronger can mean. So I came back to them three days later with six concepts and they chose one um, that was, I was really, really proud of. So they chose a design that I made. They chose the idea that I had and I actually branded it funnily enough off of uh, stronger being 300 because you br- you drilled that stupid movie into my head you're welcome all throughout high school <laughs> you, you were 100 welcome for your inspiration <laughs> so it was i had to use the like the word spartans and i could i literally was able to tell them in this design meeting all about spartans and culture and all these things and i'm like 
oh my god this is because of chris bridgen making me watch 300 before every single one of your fucking football games you're welcome. like oh my god well, you know, it's crazy, you know, because you get inspiration from this, something that happened 10 years ago, something plus that. Holy shit. Yeah, more uh, than that. <laughs> I'm 10 years ago. I graduated high school, so maybe 13 <sighs> years ago, 12 <sighs> years ago. <laughs> Jeez. Good thing I'm bald now, because if I saw a gray <laughs> hair in this conversation, I'd probably have a <laughs> mental breakdown. Uh, oh, my God. So, uh with designing inspirations like that, uh, you know, someone coming after you and say, we want this, and they mm-hmm. don't really know what they want, which is kind of funny because when I came at you with my logo <laughs> idea for this yeah. podcast, I was like, I want it to look like a leprechaun and a unicorn had sex everywhere, and mm-hmm. my, my logo is their spawn baby. But yeah, I'm glad you didn't do that because it probably <laughs> would have – because you know me. I have no idea what the – Oh, yeah. it, it would have looked atrocious if you actually listened to every word I said. Uh, you know, that's that's part of like truly what I do is people coming in and kind of telling me what they want and then me grabbing a nugget or two out of there. But I remember in the text that you sent me when you were asking if I would do that, it was just you at the very end, you said, I want this to really represent me. Mm-hmm. And that to me was like your podcast doesn't have a specific thing that you're talking about. It's truly what's ever in your head. So I wanted it to be more focused on you, like mm-hmm. what's in your head. Like if you want to, you know, take an hour out of your day and kind of get into my head, go to Neg Derp's Nest. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And and you actually nailed it, obviously, with me being a huge Miami Dolphins <laughs> fan. You uh, <laughs> definitely uh, nailed it, especially with the font, because like, you know, <laughs> they switched their font a few years ago and you were like really good on that that blew me away with how awesome it was. i've got nothing but great feedback from that in a way so much that uh people who have reached out to me like hey um i don't, <laughs> I, I don't have a logo yet could you like let me get to know this person who right. did this for you uh, oh i know i, I definitely want to be able to branch out and do that right now just with my life and the path that i'm on um work is really crazy right this is our busy season so at my current job uh which i've had for five years this is from may to august is like wow you're gonna you're gonna be a little winded so is that um, because a lot of uh styles not necessarily just saying design but as far as styles with uh i guess um apparel shopping and all that stuff changes like around this time of year from spring to fall so there's so much transitions like what goes into being uh, i guess busy season for you yeah, it, it, it definitely has something to do with the time of year. I feel like design, especially in these coming months, are a lot more vivacious and loud. And um, they kind of, oh man, they just kind of, they'll take you on a journey for sure. So in these coming months, um, it's a lot of national conferences um, for companies because everyone's on summer break and people have more time and time kind of slows down a little bit in summer. So a lot of what I do from May to August is a bunch of uh, national conferences for a lot of huge brands. So two of mine that I have right now, uh, one event is in end of July and that's for Pampered Chef. And then I have another really big one that we just landed. That is probably my, my proudest design moment so far uh, for Cincinnati Children's Hospital. That is huge. Those, yeah. Those two brands alone right there, uh, Pampered Chef, obviously, everyone knows that. Cincinnati Children's, you know, especially with our good friend Luster, mm-hmm. uh, that is a huge one close to our hearts. Um, yeah. So if you don't mind, if, if you're allowed to, obviously, you yeah. know, uh, contract speaking with these things, what um, with uh, working with Cincinnati Children's, what mm-hmm. all goes into that? Because obviously we know who they are already. Yeah. So they came to us a few months ago and they wanted to reimagine their signature fundraising event and transition it into this something that was a typical black tie fundraising event, which is pretty classic uh, for hospitals, into something that can be a community kind of concert experience. Okay. Um, so I was part of the design team that was tasked with that uh, and renaming the event. And they actually picked my idea, so that uh, that's for sure. That's part of that ideation part. So they they didn't really give us much to go off of. So their old um, 
event was called Celestial Ball. And it was more night sky and all these things. So um, I did a lot of research and um, I took inspiration actually from a friend of my sister's. Um, her name was Jenna and she was a patient at Children's when she was younger and she beat cancer twice and then became a nurse later um, at that same hospital and then sadly um, became a patient again and then ultimately passed away battling cancer for the fourth time. Um, so when I'm thinking about this research and I'm going back and I'm thinking about children's, I, I kept the word, I, I think the most when I'm driving. So when I'm driving home, I'm thinking about anything that's got to do with work and um, something that I always refer to Jenna, my sister's friend being was a light. And so I was driving home one day and I just kept saying the word light out loud. I just, it was like over and over and over again. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, so what can I, what can have light in it, but can also shine a light and create something beautiful. And I thought a kaleidoscope. So it was this whole journey and meaning that a kaleidoscope shows the ever-changing colors and they're only visible through light. And so children's is this light that always allows the, the world and these children's and families to see color again after they've been diagnosed or they're going on this huge journey. So it, it was a huge full circle moment for me. It's a way of you know, bringing an event to the city that means so much. And it was inspired by, you know, this, this person who's probably one of the most incredible people I've ever met. That's, that's absolutely beautiful. And, uh, wow. Yeah. The the creativity behind there. That's, that's absolutely incredible. I'd I'd love to see, you know, the final product of that because, you know, just imagine it in my head because kaleidoscopes for first off, never seen a kaleidoscope what's wrong with you hey and being yeah. like one of the most cool slash trippy things to ever look at so uh that yeah it, it was pretty cool while we were in the design meeting and they were like how did you do how did you come up with kaleidoscope and i told them everything i told you and then i was like and then also i creeped on your brand enough and your new mark reminded me of a kaleidoscope and they were just like that's that's what we call it internally is the kaleidoscope it was like it, it was just too perfect like it was I don't I, I it was definitely one of they just released um I wasn't allowed to talk about it for a long time but they finally posted about it on their website and um they're remaining super like hush hush about all the things that it's going to be but you know they've announced it the logo's out there um it's it's going to be a, a really really amazing event that's going to help Cincinnati and it's going to it's going to be an event that a lot of people want to go to man that's that's just awesome right there. Um, <laughs> so you said, um, I guess, your plan B, per se, uh, or <laughs> your original plan A, per se, uh, yeah. was psychology. Um, you know, that's obviously something that a lot of us obviously deal with, psychology. Hello, mm-hmm. that's a study of us. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, especially when it comes to uh, mental health, you know, mm-hmm. I'm someone that deals with it. Uh, you are definitely someone who uh, deals with mental health in a way. So mm-hmm. um, obviously the option to be in psychology is not over. You know, we're still young. So there's still a way that eventually our product can, you know, still come together. Even though you're not mm-hmm. focused on psychology, you can still in a way focus on psychology, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I guess what I'm trying to get to, is along that spectrum, what, what were you looking to do and what are you still looking to do in the future as far as a routes in psychology and mental health? Um, you know, mental health is, I mean, me and you have talked about it offline about this for God, since I was a freshman in high school when we met. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, um, that journey of mental health didn't really hit home with me until everything that happened with us with Jared, Mm -hmm. um, that, that kind of shook me to my core. So for me, that, that look of psychology is, I mean, I've been in therapy on and off since I was eight. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I went again when I was 13 for two years. And then I started again when I was 16, I started again after I came out to my parents. Um, and then I started again after Jared and I'm, I'm, shit I'm in it now I go to couples therapy uh every other week with my partner um it's not because we're like damn near gonna break up but it's it's truly so we can learn the best way to communicate with each other like we don't we don't fight a lot but we we literally went to our therapist and we were like teach us how to fight 
teach <laughs> us how to have a disagreement. Like we want to be able to do these things. Cause I come from a product where I was around a lot of fighting when I was growing up. So if somebody starts yelling, I, I immediately just start crying. Right. So, and she came from a really great household where no fighting ever happens. So she doesn't get offended when she raises her voice, but she has to understand that I do. Right. So it's, um, I mean, I'm going to be in therapy until the day I die. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, one thing I want to mm-hmm. touch on real quick, you said with being in couples therapy, a lot of people have this bad mindset that just because someone's in couples therapy, mm-hmm. that something's wrong. No, mm-hmm. it's just, just because you're in therapy, A, mm-hmm. doesn't mean something's wrong. It just means that you want to better yourself and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. And honestly, in a lot of cases, going to therapy is a preventative step mm-hmm. in a way. Oh, for sure. And um, in a way, also a, a preparation step because, mm-hmm. you know, Obviously, you know, a lot of people who struggle with mental health know uh, just because you're planned or you think you're planned for the road that you're about to take mm-hmm. doesn't mean shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> things, so things are going to happen. Like, sorry mm-hmm. about you. But yep. that's just the way it was. Um, now, with obviously, you said you, you go to uh, therapy. You've been on off therapy. I've, I took that route. I tried to, but mm-hmm. all, all anger management did was piss me off. So I had to quit going. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember that. Um, but as far as non-therapeutic, mm-hmm. like being in front of a doctor, what are some other ways, you know, positive and negative, if you want to touch on as well, some ways yeah. that you actually, you know, get focused on your mental health? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I definitely encourage people to at least try therapy. Um, Sarah and I had a co- – Sarah's my partner, just for anybody that doesn't know. Um, we had a conversation before we started couples therapy about how open we were going to be with that and – we both decided 100%. Like, if anybody asks, like, hey, what are you doing on Friday night? And usually our Friday night consists of going to therapy. We always tell people, oh, we're going to therapy. So we can have an open dialogue. We want to take that stigma out of it. Um, and we have a lot of people come up to us and they're just like, hey, thanks. Can you give us your, you know, your therapist number? We would love to start doing that too. So we've encouraged our friends to do it as well. But if, you know, if you're one of those people that's struggling on going to therapy or you just, um, can't afford it. You know, I would say reading, reading helped me when I was being a little bastard and I was like, I don't need therapy anymore. I'm fine. So, um, there's a book that truly changed my life. Um, and it's funny that of who it's by don't judge me, but it's a book called, uh, did I ever wake up? And it's by Maud's son, who's a rapper. <laughs> and I found it probably oh god eight years ago and I've probably bought 10 or 15 copies and just passed them out to people um that friends of mine that are going through really tough stuff but it's it's not a self-help book it is truly just a book about positivity and uh the mindset that you have how important that is to your mental health and um always looking up always looking to the next thing and it's maybe 60 70 pages but I think I read that book three or four times a year and I'm absolutely obsessed with it. Um, so I would definitely, if, if anybody just needs something to just kind of shake their tree a little bit, I would definitely tell them to, to touch on that. And then for, for me at least dealing with, you know, mental health in a positive way, I did it through therapy, but you can, you know, I'm sure you could do it by yourself, but it's learning your boundaries with people boundaries always to me sounded like a bad thing that you shouldn't have with people that you love. Mm -hmm. But, you know, going into therapy, you know, I've had multiple therapists. They've all said the same thing that boundaries are actually, they just keep you confined and and safe. And um, they're, they're actually a really good thing. So I, I have personal boundaries, you know um, when it comes to like the holidays now, I, if I'm around my family for eight hours, I'll go downstairs in our basement and have like 30 minutes of quiet time. And my whole family knows that it's not a bad thing. It's not me trying to get away from them. It's just me recharging. Um, you know, I have boundaries um, at my home uh, with my partner. But I, you know, I, I have a boundary, a hard boundary of giving Sarah uninterrupted, not shared time with the world or with my phone. And I'm super conscious and intentional about my time with her. Um, but it's all about setting boundaries and letting your boundaries be known. You know, I've said at my work before, you know, I will put my 40 hours in, but when I go home, I'm home. Like you can try and email me, but I'm, I'm home with my partner. Like 
you know, it, it's, you have to set those boundaries for yourself to keep yourself safe. That can be work. That can be with your family. That can be with your partner. Um, but it's important to do. And when you do that, it actually allows you to grow a lot more. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's, that is huge. You know, a lot of people don't think that you should, uh, set boundaries with people you love, but you know, mm-hmm. that's something I'm dealing with right now with, uh, yeah. a couple of family members that I'm not going to mm-hmm. touch on right now, but yeah, you gotta, <laughs> boundaries are huge. And I think, um, you know, definitely me with mm-hmm. my part of maturing is I didn't realize I was being too open at times. Mm-hmm. And, um, I definitely, definitely scared some people on the way. I'm sure mm-hmm. even, I'm sure even my mother-in-law, uh, when she mm-hmm. was first, you know, trying to dig into this crazy head of mine to figure out how I take, I think she was even a little, oh, all right. Yeah, at first, <laughs> I mean, sorry, you asked the questions, you're going to get the answer. So, <laughs> you're going to get the truth. So, I don't know what to tell you about it. Um, but yeah, that that is uh, definitely huge. Now, yeah, I mean, like, that's what you and Lester said a couple weeks ago on your podcast, where you guys were both like, you guys do the same thing I do. I don't know if it's just uh, our friend group thing, but we all will literally just kind of disappear for a little bit. And it doesn't mean anything bad. It's truly just us recharging. We all do that. Yeah. And yeah, I'm glad you said that because uh, a lot of people don't understand, like, if I'm not talking to you or if mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, responding to you right away, mm-hmm. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I just want to be yeah. left the fuck alone. A hundred percent. Um. So with, uh, you know, everything, you know, you've, you've come through with mental health and obviously I'm a huge, huge fan of how you came out a few years ago. Cause I know that definitely, I know, uh, <laughs> I know <laughs> our conversation was pretty funny cause I kind of, I kind of hit you back with a, I know, and you're, and you're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Um, but with all this that you've gone through, uh, you know, with still focus on your career at the same time, how, how do you channel it? How do you get into your zone? You know, cause you know, for example, someone like me who, you know, I used mm-hmm. to play sports or I did this, that. I, you know, I had a playlist I would say, I would have, mm-hmm. as you know, a movie list the night before <laughs> I had to watch. Um, you know, yep. th- there's a lot of things that I did and I still do today that get me in my zone. So what, mm-hmm. did, what is it that you do to get into your zone? Um, as far as my zone, it would, it's, it's, it's definitely music. Um, I have to turn off everything to get into the zone of like designing. So, um, half of my Spotify is just hidden playlists for me that are just for designing, uh, with completely different moods for whatever I'm feeling. Sometimes it's like soft music. I have, uh, a playlist called design better shit and it's, <laughs> and it's anything from Queens of the stone age to, logic <laughs> hey, yeah. Some, sometimes it's dirty ass rap music about slinging drugs and i'm sitting at my desk making something for like a really wholesome client like it all depends um, you know sometimes putting them hose in line gets you motivated <laughs> you know yeah they're talking about like dropping off a dime piece and i'm just like you know making a logo <laughs> oh yeah well this uh the curvature the peel of this uh, hose and shit hose and... i get it sometimes uh-huh. you just need it a hundred percent. So I'm glad you brought up music because mm-hmm. you and I have a bond. Uh, the very, bond that was this whole friendship is based off one man. <laughs> one man and a Capri Sun. Which, and a Capri Sun. Which can, I can, gave can you, Ryan last can, night a Capri Sun and we had a moment thinking about you. Can you, can you touch on that story? Because, you know, as you know, <laughs> my memory is not the greatest. So oh, yeah. how did the Capri Sun come up? So Chris and I met, oh my God, I'm going to age us so bad. I, I was a freshman in high school. So this is 2005. Yes. 2005. <laughs> 14 I was a junior. years ago. Um, <sighs> we went to a little young life. Camp. <laughs> young life. Yep. We went to young life camp. It was weekend camp. And my sister um, was in young life before. I was so before that weekend I asked her you know what do I bring to this and she was like you know if you want to make friends and you want like just an easy way to meet people bring a lot of snacks and and things that you like to drink so I brought like animal crackers and all kinds of shit and then I brought like a huge thing of Capri Suns and that whole weekend we me and you were like interacting around each other but we were never talking right Um, we knew a lot of the same people I was hanging out with us 
a senior, our friend Megan, mm-hmm. <laughs> as a freshman, and um, we were about to jump on the bus, and I was trying to get rid of all my shit because my bag was too full, and I'm like, you know, I need to get rid of these Capri Suns, and you were like fucking 50 feet away from me, and your ears were like, hey, I want one, and you like knees to chest ran to me, and I gave you Capri Sun. <laughs> And I have a picture of it somewhere where I took of you right when I gave you the Capri Sun because you were so happy. And that's how it started. So from there, it was um, we I, I, we were inseparable. I saw you all the time. And I'm sure you've talked about it. But, you know, your senior year of high school, we were incredible at football. And a lot of it was, was you. Yeah. And um, I remember every time there was a football game and it was home – I always brought a Capri Sun. So if you had a really big game of like four sacks and, you know, you were really like fucking killing it out there, I would go when you were still on the field. And obviously we were killing and going to win the game. And I would sneak out of the stands because I knew you were looking up there to see if I was there. I always stood in this one spot. You'd always point to me and your mom. And I snuck, I would sneak off and go and break into your truck and leave you a note in a Capri Sun after you had a fucking killer game. And that was our thing. So we have a huge thing with giving each other Capri Suns and, like, huge life moments. Capri Suns are huge. Capri Sun, that is, that is the new buying your child a house. Don't buy your child a house. <laughs> buy your child a Capri Sun. And I promise you they will have a fantastic life. Like They this. will. They're going to have really good friendships. Like, I had Ryan over last night and – Sarah came home and we were all sitting on my back patio and I go inside and I grab me and Lester two Capri Suns and we were like, hey, Chris, like, <laughs> like it is known like in our circle that me and you, we have our Capri Sun. And not just Capri Sun, as uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're getting to earlier, uh, yes. a very special man of hearts. Uh, yes, the love of our lives. Oh, like Aaron and Sarah better watch out. They better watch out. Cause I sure have told my wife I'd turn gay for this guy. <laughs> Just, I would turn straight for this guy. <laughs> I remember that conversation. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Um, Mr. Justin Timberlake. Mr. Justin Timberlake. That was my first concert, and that was <laughs> with you. Yeah. That was February 3rd, 2007, U.S. Bank Arena, third row. Oh, my God. Yeah, my dad found, like, we told my dad that we wanted tickets. And he somehow found a way to get us third row. I, I don't know how, as high schoolers, we got those tickets. And he was right in front of us. Like, that was I, that was one of my favorite moments oh. ever. How about me sneaking your camera in? Because <laughs> that was back, that was back like, before, like, smartphones were where they yeah. are now. Like, smartphones oh, yeah, were just, yeah, they were just <laughs> coming out. And yeah. I was trying to, like, they, they saw your camera. And wouldn't mm-hmm. let you bring it, so I had to then sneak it in. Act like I was cold, jumping up and down with it in my hand. Yep. So they didn't even see it. It was perfect. Um, but with Justin Timberlake, oh obviously, I mean, he's a lot of people can argue with me, but I'll just say that you're wrong. He's the greatest mm-hmm. entertainer of all time. Period. Uh, what he is, this generation's Michael Jackson, with like without the, you know, yeah, without. I mean, his, without the touching of kids. Yeah, he just touched Jan Jackson's titties. But like, yeah, congratulations, like. Now we're I remember, as like, I don't even remember how, how old I was when that happened, but I just remember being like a baby gay and being like, oh my God, a boop. And then I like <laughs> paused it and stared at it. <laughs> That's great. So uh, thanks, thanks, Justin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks a lot. Um, so, with that, obviously, you know, one thing I just want to go real quick Justin Turnblake, he obviously has had a huge impact on us because that's mm-hmm. one of our bonds. I want to ask you, you know, mm-hmm. we can take this album by album. Okay, let's uh, do it. 2020 experience, I'm counting that as one album just because, yeah, okay. yeah, you know how I felt about that album. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, what is your favorite song from Justified? That is so easy, and it will always, it's such a classic, it will always be Senorita. Senorita, hands down. That's Hands down, and it is only because of the memories that I have with you in your big white truck in high school, the White Stallion. Oh, good old White Bumpin'. Stallion. Eight miles Bumpin'. a gallon, White Stallion. My, my favorite memories of high school are you picking me up in the morning. Mind you, Chris had a girlfriend at this time who hated me. 
and uh, despised my being, bullied me in high school because I was best friends with you. I'm so glad my and wife likes you, by the way. Jeez Louise. Because I love I her so much, too. and that shit sucked back then. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, so he Chris would pick me up in the morning because I couldn't drive. He was two years older than me. He'd pick me up in the morning. We would go and get McDonald's breakfast way early. We, and we, we'd sit on the hood of your car and bump Justin Timberlake while everyone else pulled into the school. Oh, like, yeah. We would have dance parties outside of White Stallion. People are still waking up, literally still putting on their hair and makeup, and we're yeah. out there dancing on top of my truck. Uh-huh. Oh, it was great time. Eating our bacon, egg, and cheese bagels. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. So, Senorita, obviously. Senorita, for sure. I mean, yep. it was the first song on the track. It wasn't the first song he came out with. Rock Your Body was first. Mm-hmm. But Senorita set the tempo with that whole album, you know, with for Pharrell sure. being on there. I mean, you can't get over that. And then the next one is mm-hmm. a concert we went to together. Uh, we went to Future, Lo- Future Sex Love Show, which is obviously the concert yep. for Future Sex Love Sounds. So this, one was, this one was hard. This yeah. this one, because uh, this, in my opinion, is his best album. Mm-hmm. I think I know what you're gonna think. My favorite is, but I think you're gonna be wrong. But what's your favorite off that one? I mean, okay, I would definitely. It was. It's gonna have to be what goes around. It's gotta be. It's my favorite. I mean, it is a three finger salute. It is the three finger salute. And <laughs> literally, I'm not kidding you. That song has saved my ass when I was 23, 24, and dating really piece of shit women. And I've been cheated on so many times. And that song always came in handy after I was like just brokenhearted. He would help me pick myself up from the bootstraps. So that song, man, that song has got me through some shit. And, and shout out to and, young Scarlett Johansson on and, that. Yeah, and that fucking music video. Oh. What that music video did to music. I mean, what Future Sex Love Sounds did to music. Like, the sense, the way that he produced it. Like, all of that. Like, he turned it completely up. Yeah. I, with uh, that album. That album was a mic drop moment. Yeah. I what about did. yours? What was yours? So, my top two are tied. Okay. So I can't get between these two. So <laughs> one of them being my love, just because I mean, my mm-hmm. love as a I love mean, song completely mm-hmm. went a different route as right. love songs go. Cause you know, you're so used to like being serenaded and like mm-hmm. something sweet. And this one just had a different beat. It's just different. I love it. But my favorite, yeah, I'm, I'm still have to go with it. Sexy back. I mean, uh. that, sexy oh, back. Uh, I mean, another song that makes me think of you. Yes. That song, A, was the debut song of this album. Mm-hmm. And two, I, I don't think I went an hour without listening to this song <laughs> when the CD first came out. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I, I mean, you know, you were there. I literally had this song played everywhere I went. Everywhere. Yeah. That song was always in the white. That CD was always in the white stallion. Always. I had like a CD sleeve on my visor, <laughs> but I, I don't know why. <laughs> it was one. There was two. I never changed the CDs. I don't know why nope. I had one. Um, so, so true. The next one was 2020 Experience. Mm-hmm. And this one was fun. Mm-hmm. It's no Future Sex Love Sounds. But there's still I mean, some. Future, I mean, Future Sex Love Sounds is still his number one, in my opinion. Yeah. And the thing I didn't appreciate about 2020 is they split it into two albums. Mm-hmm. But literally, it was 20 songs that were made together. They just released them at different times. Like, it was yeah. literally the same CD, like, same mm-hmm. feel and everything. Yep. What is your favorite from the 2020 experience? You know, it's probably one of the least lesser known ones but it's um tunnel vision okay for sure. i Got love that tunnel vision. Vision. Oh, tunnel yeah. vision. so i when i first started dating sarah um we just started out as friends but i am not gonna i will not lie i had a crush on her i'm not i'm totally honest and i would we would hang out around each other and it was always like that friend dance mind you she was also in a relationship so i was not going to be that asshole but when we were transitioning um from friends to dating i always played that song so that that song means like a lot and then just the synths on that out like that whole song and halfway through it changes and he doesn't even he just beatboxes and it's just 
it's art. It is art. When you listen to how he does music, it's art. It is sound art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a painting has come to life and it's in your eardrums now. Yeah, absolutely. And no, I, Tunnel Vision is a great one. It's definitely one of the, I guess, hidden tracks per se that people don't For like. For sure. That Not they one of like the TKO or Drink You Away, like the classics. Right. I'm it's glad one said, of the le- less known ones. Yeah. I'm glad you said Drink You Away because I'm going to touch on that again here in a second. Um, but this one also was a very close one with um, what I thought was my favorite one on this track. Mm-hmm. Um, Push Your Love Girl comes in a close oh. second. I just love Push Your Love Girl. It's such a good one. But because of the time when this came out, I was mm-hmm. at the point where I was maturing in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Suit and Tie. Suit and Tie oh. did it for me. Uh, you know, with Jay-Z on there, mm-hmm. uh, everybody that was involved in production for that was just absolutely huge. And like I said, yeah. I was literally at the point in my career when I started wearing a suit sometimes. So like, You did. So, you know, it was just a good song that even if you had your suit on, you could fucking boogie however the hell you wanted to. Mm-hmm. No one could say that. And that, I know, again, we'll touch on this again later, but that performance he did with Jay-Z for Suit and Tie, oh. Like insane. Yeah, insane. All right, so the last one is the one that he just came out with, uh, his most recent one, mm-hmm. Man of the Woods. A lot mm-hmm. of people didn't like this because they didn't feel like it was Justin Timberlake anymore. It ca- yeah. Aaron, Aaron always makes fun of me. She's like, she's like, you know Justin Timberlake's just dad pop now. I'm like, why Why you got to be like that? Like, <laughs> Just Why you gotta do that to my man? Like, you know he's my favorite entertainer of all time, and you're just gonna mm-hmm. throw that jab at him? <laughs> it was a different album. I will give her that. Um, I mean, it, it took me a while to, like, really understand it, because it's, it's definitely very far from where he has been. Right. But, I mean, there are definitely, there's some songs on there where I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm alright with these. Like, I can I can bop to them, and then there's yeah, I only have like two songs on there that I've I really listen to a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, say something obviously because Chris Stapleton that voice that like, as much as I love Justin Timberlake's voice, Chris Stapleton's voice like you could have it inward and that dude will give you a full on erection like in a split second. Like 100%. I hundred percent. I just don't understand how he does what he does, and I love his voice. Yeah, the collaboration of country and pop and the storytelling and the beat and it was just it's yeah that and supplies i love supplies i love supplies because it sounds so different than his it other is. stuff that beat is just stupid <laughs> yeah i i love it it was and it was weird too because uh the video for that one that was like the one where it was like yeah like apocalyptic in a way mm-hmm. right so like mm-hmm. it was really cool because you know, again, Justin Timberlake evolving. I mean, this this album itself is dedicated to his son. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, this whole album is different. Yeah, um, I understand why you pick yours, but yeah, I, I'm gonna have to tear pick, it. I'm gonna have to pick Filthy. That's a fire one too, though. I just like I watched that music video probably 20 times straight when it yeah. came out. Like, because uh, it showed that Justin Timberlake is still that bad motherfucker that will drop a dope ass dancing yep. song that you can literally just start up and just get dancing everywhere and, mm-hmm. and at the same time he's reminding everyone like hey in case you forgot uh i'm just in terrible like i still got this shit bitch yeah yeah so yeah i remember that music video people were like hating on it i'm like think of think of how he did this and why he did this he's doing it because it's x y and z like if you look into the actual meaning of it you know it's he's telling a story mm-hmm. like he does that with almost every single one of his music videos now it's oh, not yeah. one of those like he's walking down the street and there's a girl and he happens to be in love like no that shit has a story right yeah i i, I love man what's and i know I'm, I'm saying this because you know i love him so much but i'm ready mm-hmm. for his next album already same same oh my god and <laughs> i can't wait for another history of it's, it's a history of rap or history of hip hop he does with Jimmy. Yeah, history of what is it? I know I always get, I always fuck it up, but either way, those two yeah. like I want to be, and I tell Aaron <laughs> this all the time. 
I want to either be best friends with Jimmy Fallon or mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake, so I can also be best friends with the yeah, other person. Yeah, like I could be involved in that friendship because their friendship. I mean, not just yeah. because like they're high end celebrities who are like running the world right now, but right. like they actually have like a legit hilarious friendship, and yeah. it's it's something that you don't see all the time as publicly as they show it especially like when they're at uh yeah i think they're at the u.s open and beyonce came on so they started doing the singles lady dance in the stands oh my god like, and they were like drinking their beers oh yeah the dance. like hey we're just two guys enjoying our day off and we're just trying to watch some tennis but, oh you want to put the camera on us all right here we go that's uh, a great way of putting it i love that you said it that way you know it's it's this thing that we don't really get to see often and you know like we idolize these people you know, we see like the Beyonce's and the Jay Z's, and but you know they have their private life, and we don't see them out with their friends or them out with other celebrities. Like the way that they do their friendship, they're just like, "Fuck it, we're just normal. And we want to hang out." Like, yeah. and they just make fun of each other. If you can make fun of each other, I want to be friends with you. Oh, like absolutely. all Sarah and I do is just chop each other down. Like, oh yeah. All she does is make fun of me, and that's all I've ever wanted is somebody who will give me shit for the rest of my life. You got it. <laughs> you, you have found I'm that. surrounded by my friends who give me shit. Absolutely. And then I'm surrounded by a woman who constantly gives me my shit. You back. couldn't have asked for a better circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we worked hard for this circle. Hell yeah. So with JT, um, he's known for his performances. Uh, oh, yeah. Not just like on the screen doing this. And that. I'm saying award show performances, performances that have blown people away and very few people have been able to do this on a consistent basis you know you look at guys like well first off eminem anytime he steps on a yeah. stage a he does something remarkable whether that be with like elton john or whoever mm-hmm. uh chris brown even though he's a piece of shit dude still puts on <laughs> fantastic performances um even though he's a piece of shit oh yeah he's a giant piece of shit but his amen his uh his performance he did for elvis's jailhouse rock Mm-hmm. Um, fuck. Mm-hmm. This was probably almost 15 years ago again. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, close to that. We were in high school when that happened, I think. But that performance is incredible. Um, mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> anytime that dude does anything, y'all motherfuckers better be watching and listening because he's changing the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as JT, what is your favorite award show performance he has done? And I wonder if we're going to have the same answer. You know, the only, like when you said that, the only one that truly popped into my mind was the MTV VMAs way back in the day. And I remember it so well because you came over right after football practice. Like you still fucking reeked. And we sat at my parents' house and we watched his performance of, you know, My Love and Sexy Back. And, oh, my God. I just remember that so well. I mean, the way he just performs is just insane. And then when you even think about, like, award shows, anything that that man does, insane. And then if anything, if you, if anybody listening ever gets the chance or opportunity to go see him live, you have to. Oh my gosh. Like not like, only are you going to know every word to every song you think yeah. you're not going to. Obviously yeah. we do because we're huge Justin Timberlake fans. <laughs> but the dude performs like a motherfucker. Like uh-huh. it, 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 his shows are unreal. And I wish I could have gone to this last uh, tour he did in Man of the Woods because I saw the stage breakdown that he did. It is beautiful. He like lit- the grass coming out of the fucking stage. He had like five different parts of his stage to tell different stories throughout his performance. Like who mm-hmm. does this? Like only other person I can think of that it was this lover with his performances consistently is Prince. Rest in peace. Yeah, but like for sure. Like his performances are unreal. But the yeah, one I, the one I have to go with though, uh, as you mentioned this man earlier, is Chris Stapleton, Justin yeah. Timberlake singing Tennessee Whiskey and then Drink You Away. Yeah. Together. Like Tennessee well, was CMAs or Grammys or that something. That was a country like music awards, yeah. Yeah. Because they always they always do this thing where they like to bring someone who's not country to collaborate yeah. i mean and if you're gonna pick someone who's not country who better than memphis's own son justin timberlake because yeah the dude just has so much soul in his body that that performance and it's so funny because you know you know tom good old <laughs> good old tom 
uh, I still remember to the day when I first told him I was going to a concert review back in 07. Oh, he just God. gave me a look. I'm like, I'm not gay. I just want to go to this party. <laughs> <laughs> he just like looked at me. But he was actually the one that sent me the clip of Stapleton and Tim like performing together. So if that tells you how much his mind mm-hmm. has changed, he sent me the clip. Oh, um, yeah. But if you have a good chance, and for those of you listening, definitely check out Justin Timberlake, Chris Stapleton performing Tennessee Whiskey and Drink You Away, the Country Music Awards. Um, it's definitely awesome. Yes. Um, so one thing I definitely love to do on here, uh, obviously this is still new. This is episode eight. But uh, one mm-hmm. thing I'm, I'm trying to uh, make a thing with guests on here is uh, you know, we got to see, you know, how you get in your zone, what you do for a living, you know, what your day is like, you know, doing all these, uh, I guess, bids in a way on all these projects. Um, yeah. But here's what I really want to know. And this is, uh, I just want to know what drives you? Like, what is your motivation when, when you put your feet on the floor every morning? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it's voodoo licking you in the face first, but like, <laughs> what, what is it that gets you going? Um, you know, truly it's the life that I've made that, that drives me every day. So I've worked really hard, um, to have the personal life that I have, you know, I literally have the life that I dreamt about when I first came out when I was 19. Um, I have an incredible accepting family. Um, my partner, uh, is incredible. I I don't know how I got her. She's literally everything that I've ever wanted in a in a person to share my life with I love her family and they love me they're so accepting when I never had that with anybody when any other partner's family um you know I have a great house a really great career you know I've like it's what drives me is like how far I've gotten it you know I I, I dealt with anxiety I you know I I had you know anxiety disorders um growing up I was depressed. I, I was at my lowest lows. And, but now like thinking back, I'm like, Oh my God, I, I did all this. Like I've come all this way. So like, see like looking back and thinking about how far I've come, it's, that's what drives me. Cause I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm on year 10 probably of like my, um, conscious mental health journey. I can't even imagine where I'm going to be 10 years from now with how much I know now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So definitely just my life that I have now. Like I look around and it's just, it drives me to like, keep going. This, the fact that I have all this is I want, I want to keep it and I want to keep just being super happy. Absolutely. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, as I said before, you definitely have, I, in my opinion, definitely my favorite partner you've had. Uh <laughs> She she's really cool. I know we didn't really get much time to uh, talk. You were busy getting married, okay? Yeah, just and I, I remember sending you a text like two weeks later, right when I got back. I was like, because like it like when people say your wedding day flies by, like it's yeah. like okay, yeah, cool, whatever, like it flies by. No, like that shit fucking flew by. That like, flew. Like all the preparation that went into it, and even that day of getting prepared, like. Like I, I, I still sometimes go back and put my wedding video on, and I'm like, mm-hmm. how the fuck did we get this done? Cause, you know, <laughs> like I was, I was talking to Luster earlier because you know he had me on his next episode of his podcast. But we were talking about it in Baltimore mm-hmm. this summer of 2018, last summer. Mm-hmm. It rained every day except for on my wedding day. Yeah, like it's crazy. But yeah, getting to that though, like it flew by, and I just felt so bad. I'm like. I think I'm like, did, did we talk? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so funny because, like, you know, obviously you guys all knew what that day was for me. But at the same time, mm-hmm. like, I was trying to have, you know, that special time with you guys. Unfortunately, that was pretty much picture mm-hmm. time and getting dress time. And yeah, that, that was pretty much it. But, like, <laughs> that day was fantastic. But I can't mm-hmm. thank you enough for, uh, A, coming on here doing this, being a special guest. But, B, like being there on the most important day of my life and you know finally i'm I'm glad it's my wife now but uh yeah finally you get along with (laughs) someone who i care about uh that's that's a nice relief uh yeah (laughs) that it was a struggle man god it it was a struggle indeed uh Mm -hmm. but yeah uh i just can't thank you enough and you know 
I am so proud of you of where you are now and um I'm just so honored honestly to call you a friend you know we've been through a lot together uh whether it be us not getting along sometimes or uh, oh, uh just, just everything that you know especially in these uh past six years uh mm-hmm. some shit that has definitely changed our world and you know mm-hmm. some of us could have definitely tapped out taking a different route that we took yep. but I think we all I think we all got the wake up call mm-hmm. uh, that we didn't want to get, but we had to get. And yeah. I'm, I am so happy with the path that all of us are on that are affected by that. Um, yeah. You know, Luster, he has his projects going on that obviously I can't talk about right now. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, Greg, I mean, that guy is a fucking awesome father, mm-hmm. which I'm not surprised by it because the dude mm-hmm. just shares nothing but love coming out of his body. All he's wanted to be his whole life is a dad. That's <laughs> all he's wanted. Either that or a meathead. And I think yeah. the meathead finally passed on him. Even though he still works <laughs> at a gym, but like, you know. Still a meathead. He's about to have another kid. I, I, I am so happy with the path that he's on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with you, you came out, even though you were 19 at the time. Yeah. That's still a fucking young age. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like if you, if you break down like the perspective of like people who have came out, like, I'm sure like, yeah, like, I don't want this to come up the wrong way. I'm sure like people came out like in middle school or like a young high school. Oh yeah. But at that time, do you really know who you are? Like, mm-hmm. and even at 19, you don't, what well, most people don't really yeah. know who they are. Obviously you are a much more mature 19 year old than I definitely was. And, uh, you know, what you've come through since then and, uh, just, every obstacle that you've looked at with the middle finger and said, you're not an obstacle, you're just a step. And I just, mm-hmm. I just love your determination. And I am so excited to not only see, first off, what this Cincinnati children's thing is going to look like uh, when it's all right. <laughs> but I'm excited to see where you go. I'm excited to see where you plan on taking this. And uh, even though, you know, psychology and mental health isn't your focus that you took with your career path, uh, as mm-hmm. I said, I know it's going to link back up and, I'm excited to see uh, the type of impact that you're going to take in the mental health world through the success of your graphic design world. Because, um, you know, one thing that, speaking of mental health again, is um, it's still not an open conversation that people are mm-hmm. having. And I, I guess that's one thing, you know, especially having you on here, having Luster on here, me going to Luster's podcast. And just in general, I'm, I, I'm, I want to create a conversation that people are too, yeah. I don't want to say scared to because not everyone's scared, but it's just uncomfortable. And yeah. people need to be comfortable with their skin. I know it doesn't come overnight, but this is definitely mm-hmm. a conversation that needs to be on a more regular basis because mm-hmm. as we see, unfortunately, when these conversations happen at times, it's too late for some people. Right. And... I feel like if these conversations happen more often, we can mm-hmm. prevent things that we could possibly see coming. And, 100%. Um, so, yeah, I'm just happy with the steps you're taking, and I just can't be more proud of you. Um, but to touch back on again real quick, sorry, I know I keep rambling. I no, you're fine. So much on my head. Um, I know with you making me a logo again, like I said, a lot of people are reaching out. Now, I know, obviously, you said this is like the busy time of your month. Um, yeah. But I will do you a favor because I know you're super busy. People are going to be coming after me trying to get a logo. I will, I guess, filter in a way for you um, <laughs> of, who, of who actual good clients would be for you per se. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, brain fart just completely went blank right there. <laughs> Don't know where I was going, but that was great. I literally just had an e-brake real quick. That was no, great. You're fine. Um, yeah, awesome. And um Anything else on your mind right now you want to get out there? No, I think, you know, I think I'm good. Just, yeah, we're, we're on our journey, man. We're, we've, we've both come a long way. You've come a long way. You know, you just spoke on me for coming such a long way, you know, nod to your, how far you've come, you know, this meathead football guy who, was a little scared to wear his heart on the sleeve and to kind of open up to people. The fact that you're doing a podcast now is that's a full circle moment for me. Cause I had to beat the shit out of you to get you to open up to me back in the day. And now you're just this open book. Who's super confident in himself and who he is. And I'm like a pop-up that, book. 
Yeah, you are, you are a pop up book. It's a great way of explaining you, but it's it's a testament to your own you know mental health journey. Is you know mental health isn't just you know getting right. It's just growing into yourself and learning who you are and like being okay. And I think for a long time you were running from that and you weren't comfortable with that part of you. And you know having a podcast where you can openly talk about it and talk about your journey, it's it's gonna it's gonna help it's going to do something. It definitely is. I'm so proud of you. I appreciate it. Well, uh, Morgan, again, thank you so much for coming on here. I truly appreciate it. And you are welcome anytime to be on here for that matter. And, um, <laughs> of course, anytime you want me, Bubba. All right. Well, thank you. And I love you so much. And uh, I can't wait to see where we both go from here. Yeah, I love you too, buddy. So guys, that's going to be it uh, for Neg Dope's Nest today. Thank you again so much for tuning in. Thank you to Morgan for being an awesome guest on here. Uh, we got to have some fun talk about, you know, graphic design, our favorite artist, Justin Timberlake, and some other great things. And, uh, yeah, just uh, great to have someone who's a really great friend be on here and uh, just kind of catch me after what's going on in her world, but also show the world of graphic design to others. So, um, yeah, thank you again, Morgan, and thank you to all of you who are continuously listening in to Neg Derp's Nest, and until next time.